0: Welcome to the podcast for Sunday, March 20th, 2016. May God use this as a blessing to you today. Today, we're pleased to have one of our very own Ed Mullins giving his testimony. May the words of his mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in God's sight. Amen. I would like for you, if you can, reach under your pew and grab a Bible. Or if there's no Bible, grab a hymn book, and we will symbolize that as the Bible. I'm not going to ask you to stand. You can just sit where you are. But I would like for you to repeat these words after me. This is my Bible. And say it like you mean it. I can do what it say I can do. I can have what it say I can have. The promises have been given to me and my generation by God Almighty. Almighty. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, not sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law does he meditate day and night, and he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who bringeth forth fruit in its season, and his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever, say whatsoever, whatsoever, he does. He said, he does, will prosper. Those are words of God, they ain't mine. we Will prosper. The reason that I would like to talk to you this morning is because I know that you are givers. You are the kindest, most generous people that I have ever had the pleasure to be around. You give and you give and you give and you give more. But today I want to talk to you about receiving. There is far more in the Bible about receiving than there is about giving because God is constantly and always wanting to give to his children. Today we celebrate a day called Palm Sunday and two things will happen when we raise our hands in praise. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Palm Sunday is the celebration and the beginning Of the last week of Jesus' life. Last week. The prophet Zechariah prophesied 400 years before Jesus was born that this was going to happen. Zechariah said these words Behold, your king is coming. Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Your king cometh to you, he is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. This prophecy was fulfilled in the time of Matthew when he wrote in Matthew these same words about Jesus coming riding on a donkey. Jesus, not long afterwards, left this group. And then on one Friday, one man, Jesus, took one tree and three nails and went to a lonely hill called Calvary and built for us a mansion in glory. But before he did, he was constantly thinking of us. And he said these words that I heard and was given to me about people that love the, by people that love the Lord. He said, Come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, And learn of me, for I am meek and lonely in heart, and you will find rest unto your soul. I want you to know this Jesus in depth, because I know many of you have accepted Jesus, and I know your place in heaven is secure. But Jesus also made provisions here on earth for those of us that love him because he wants us blessed. It would stand to reason that if Jesus is asking us to send money to uh, wherever to buy nets to cover children with mosquitoes, It would stand reason to think that if he want us to build hospitals, it would stand reason to think that if he want us to have comfortable nursing homes for his senior citizens, that he would give us means and ways to produce them. We have to be blessed in order to do them. Two things can happen when we do and have the blessings that God has promised us. One, we will have our burdens lifted. Now, it's not always financial. Sometimes you are being bothered by life's problems. Jesus can handle that. Sometimes you have brothers or sisters or friends or relatives that's on drugs or alcohol. Jesus can handle that. Sometimes you have problems with your wife or with your job or with whatever. Jesus can handle that. Before I came to Christ, I was a drug addict. I am still a drug addict. You don't ever stop being a drug addict. Once you like you see these TV commercials, oh, I'm clean. I'm no longer a drug addict. Yes, you are. You don't ever stop. All it would take me take one sip of this and I'm back where I started. I haven't had anything for 40 years. This bottle is over 40 years old. I came to Christ lowly broken down with nothing. I'm laying on a corner, or in a car, huddled up at night like this with my wine, because I got to have it during the night, and in the morning when I get up, if I beg a couple of dollars, I have to choose whether I'm going to buy wine or get something to eat. If I have eat, ate something within the last couple of days, I will choose the wine. Or maybe I will take half the money and buy wine or buy some shoe polish to drink because shoe polish, liquid shoe polish, have alcohol in it. My soles of my shoes are worn out. I am cold all the time. They won't let me sleep in the bus station. They would run us out of there. But sometimes under the vidoc, I would find a place and get in a box and live. I would go to the grocery stores where they threw out the garbage, and I would eat that. That's what I did. That's how I lived for 13 years. When I slept at night, if I could find a vacant building, many times I slept, and my heart is beating so fast, I can't sleep because my heart is pow, 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 all night long, just like that. And then if I do doze off, I'm covered in the morning with bugs, vermin, and one day, I met this man called Jesus. I don't have an education. I have a 10th grade education. My mother was a prostitute. My dad left me when I was five years old. I had a stepfather that I dearly loved. I mean, I dearly loved, and he loved me. But he died when I was a young man on the steps of a hospital because they did not take black people. I became angry and wild. I broke every one of God's Ten Commandments except one. I never murdered anybody, but the rest was I believed in nothing. I believed in no God. Every time I got, and some of you have been there, every time I look like I'm going to get to where I'm getting to the point where I'm pulling myself up, where something is going to happen and make life a little bit better, it pushed me back down. I know y'all don't talk about the devil in here, but I'm going to tell you the devil is alive. We don't speak much about healing in here. I left this life here on October 3rd, 1973. And when I met this Jesus, eventually it would take me too long to tell you the whole story because I would need 20 hours and I only got 20 minutes. I would like to tell you I know how God wants to prosper you. I can tell you because I know personally. I'm not telling you something somebody told me. I lived it. I have never been to college one day in my life. I have never been to a seminary for a Bible teaching one day in my life. Everything I have or know about this Bible I get through the gift of the Holy Spirit which you have, anybody that love the Lord have been you the gift, of, been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. So if you still keep asking God to give you the Holy Spirit, if you love the Lord, just stop it, because why you keep asking for something you already got. But eventually, I went to a church where I met my beautiful princess of a wife. Today, we have been married almost 30 years, but I still call her my girlfriend. We met and fell in love, but oh, how we struggled. But at least I had shoes on my feet because most of the time she was working. Most of the time she went to work in an old raggedy truck that had no air conditioner in this hot heat, and she had one dress, one dress, Sunday dress. i never forget it, black and white. And a thing that she said stuck in my mind forever. She said one day, standing at the top of the stairs, I wish one day we just had $50 to spend. It's $50. We lived in this house, and eventually I'm in the wheelchair because the doctors had, and I, had told me you have a bone disease called ankle loin and what that means is that your skeleton is actually dying, but the outside of your body is alive. You will not walk past age 60. I would sit by the oven I would open the oven door and sit by the oven door to keep warm because I didn't we couldn't afford to use all the heat to heat the whole house but I decided when I was going to follow Jesus I was going to follow Jesus I was going to do it So here I am walking toward Jesus. I'm walking in the ways that God said walk. Now here is my Bible. I don't know what yours look like, but here is mine. And I learned what this book said. I learned to lean on the promises. I learned to lean on the promises when my faith was weak. Because the Scripture tells me your faith, which is more precious than gold, is being tried. And even though I can't find my way, I am keep walking toward it. And Jesus will say, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, and I'm going to keep coming, because thou art with me. And the many other things that he promised, and he said to me, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give to those that I love? How much more? But there is a question and there is a catch. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. and All of these things will be added to you. And I want all of these things added to you. I want that for you, because two things can happen if you start filling and we start talking prosperous, our church is going to be filled, and we can do what God asks us to do is continue to sit where we sent one hundred sandwiches to Old Vera Street, where I used to hang out, we can send a thousand sandwiches down there, where we used to send three hundred dollars over to buy necks over in, uh, to where we would send them to Africa or wherever, we can send $3,000. We can do that because I'm going to tell you something. Today, in cowboy boots, cost $700. That ring, 24 carats of gold. 24 carat gold. Gold closed on the New York Stock Exchange on Friday at $1,225 a ounce. That's a cup to two, three ounces right there. Nobody gave it to us. Not one person. We didn't inherit it. We just followed Jesus. One day when the markets was crashing and the housing problem was falling apart in 2008 and 2009, some of y'all will remember it. The blessings start pouring in. I mean pouring in. Today I got four bank accounts. Four. I have a job that pay me $100 an hour. I don't have but a 10th grade education, but I'm just trying to show you what the power of an almighty God can do. And sometimes when I tell this story, I tell this story, people say, well, I don't believe it. And I say, well, do you believe Jesus can walk on water? Yes, he did it, brother. Well, can Jesus raise the dead? Yes, brother, he can do that. Well, can he heal the sick? Yes, brother, but he can't give you a couple of dollars. What? (laughs) Does that make any sense? Today, today, today. When all better come. Me and my wife was talking about it last night. We have, in our retirement, we have eight streams of income in our retirement. I am not a smart man. My wife have a high school education, which is a little bit better than me. I got a 10th grade education. But what we have is a God that can when you can't. I will tell you about grace. And I will tell you a little bit about faith because my time is almost made up. But you hear the word grace being God's unmerited favor. And I never could understand for the life of my dumb self what that meant. I don't know what that means, but I went and asked God. I prayed God to tell my spirit what that means. And this is what he said. He said... Grace is God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. That's what grace is. God grace is God's grace is unmerited favor. Can it get me to heaven? I don't know. I guess it could. But tell me I'm a child. I don't know. And let me tell you about faith. Faith, the Bible says faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Evidence. Faith is like that TV you got in your house, but in that TV you have a receiver. Without the receiver, you ain't going to get squat. (laughs) Faith is our receiver. Just look at it like our receiver. That when you walk and act in faith, according to God's word, then you will see your prayers answered. And that's how it's done. We said in here this morning, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, and I ain't trying to tell nobody that there's something wrong with raising your hand, saying the name. I ain't saying that. But when you pray, the scriptures say, when you pray, go into your closet. In a quiet place, and God who sees you in secret will answer you openly. But I want to ask you something, and this ain't in the Bible, but it makes a lot of sense to me. When you're praying, get off your knee email and get on your knee mail, and that's how you talk to God. We're doing everything, but we don't even want to talk to each other no more. Oh, I'll Skype you. You know, put the money in the key sock around there. I don't have to do nothing. Make your, if, I know there's times when you will have to use that key sock out there, but make your offering to God a way of your financial prayer. It don't have to be a lot. It don't have to be nothing that you can count But it should be something that you want to give God, that you can give God with a cheerful heart. Because when we say God loves a cheerful giver, the Bible also says this. Now then he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly, But God loves a cheerful giver and he will make abound in abundance for you to continue to do the work He didn't say God's going to do it if the economy is good. He didn't say if you don't get a job, God will give you a better job. Any job that you get, God will give you another. But let's walk in the face of God and do the things Christ. See, and I will tell you, you will see the greatness that I see. You will see the light that I see. Because God said, I am the light of the world. And he said these words. He that believeth in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. And out of his belly of those that believe in me will flow rivers of living water. Thank you.